From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Delighted that you've joined us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak. Today we continue a series of studies on the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought taken from the pen of the great 19th century preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, God Always Hears. The text is found in Micah chapter 7 and verse 7, My God will hear me. Friends may be unfaithful, but the Lord will not turn away from the gracious soul. On the contrary, He will hear all its desires. The prophet says, Keep the doors of thy mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom. A man's enemies are the men of his own house. Oh, this is a wretched state of affairs. But even in such a case, the best friend remains true, and we may tell him all our grief. Our wisdom is to look unto the Lord, and not to quarrel with men or women. If our loving appeals are disregarded by our relatives— Let us wait upon the God of our salvation, for He will hear us. He will hear us all the more because of the unkindness and oppression of others. And we shall soon have reason to cry, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. Because God is the living God, He can hear. Because He is a loving God, He will hear. Because He is our covenant God, He has bound himself to hear us. If we can each one speak of him as my God, we may with absolute certainty say, My God will hear me. Come then, O bleeding heart, and let thy sorrows tell themselves out to the Lord thy God. I will bow the knee in secret and inwardly whisper, My God will hear me. i 
these troublesome times for our nation, many people are looking to the government or to social action for a solution. But the only real answer to the human predicament is a true spiritual revival. Many Christians have no idea of what constitutes revival in the scriptural sense. Certainly the greatest revival in the history of the Christian church took place on the day of Pentecost. Down through the centuries there have been remarkable visitations of God during which thousands were gloriously saved. Times such as the Protestant Reformation, the revivals in England under John Wesley and George Whitfield, the Great Awakening in America associated with Jonathan Edwards were times of genuine spiritual revival. The common factor in all of these events was an undeniable demonstration of the power of God rather than the ingenuity of man. In the early 1950s, such a revival occurred on the Isle of Lewis, one of the Hebrides off the west coast of Scotland. In the course of several years, hundreds of people were converted to Christ, and many churches were built to take care of them. Again, the Holy Spirit of God came down in power. The preacher during those days was the Reverend Duncan Campbell. Yet what took place on Lewis was not due to his pulpit skills, but to the overwhelming moving of God among the people. Strong men, hardened sinners who mocked the preacher, were suddenly struck to their knees by the roadside under conviction of sin. Young people in a local dance hall left their frivolity and ran to the churches, crying for mercy upon their souls. Let the Bible Speak is pleased to make available CD copies of both Duncan Campbell's account of what happened during those revival times on Lewis, as well as a CD containing the personal testimonies of people who came to salvation in Jesus Christ during those revival times. The CDs are available to you free of charge, simply by requesting your copies. You may write us at LTBS 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's LTBS 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. You may email us at info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. Or you may telephone us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. Just request your copies of the CDs of The Revival on the Isle of Lewis. You will be blessed greatly as you listen to these accounts of the power of God at work.
As Dr. Cairns continues this series of studies in the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, he will begin a message entitled, The Effect of the Unction of the Spirit Upon the People of God. The text is found in 1 John chapter 2, verses 20 and 27, where Christians are spoken of as having an unction from the Holy One. This unction, or anointing, is something that every person who trusts Christ as Savior receives at the moment of conversion. It is equivalent to being baptized by the Spirit into the body of Christ, and it produces a number of important effects in the life of the believer. Now, Dr. Cairns will bring the first portion of this message, the effect of the unction of the Spirit upon the people of God. We're going to read now in 1 John chapter 2, from the 18th verse. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son, Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. This is the promise that he hath promised us even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Amen. The Lord will add his own blessing to the reading of his word for his name's sake. Continuing with our messages on the person and the work of the Holy Spirit of God, I want today to direct your attention to two verses in the portion from which we have been reading. The 20th verse of 1 John chapter 2 and then the 27th verse of the same chapter. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. Verse 27, But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide 
in him. The word unction simply means an anointing. It is the very same word that is translated in verse 20, unction, that appears in verse 27 as anointing. It's a very precious word to the believer because in the Greek Testament it is that word which gives us the name Christ. Just as in the Old Testament its Hebrew equivalent is the word which gives us the name Messiah, the Anointed One. The name Christian is given to the people of God. In a former message I pointed out that it is a mistake to think that it was given as a nickname by the ungodly. When the Bible says that they were first called Christians in Antioch, the word called indicates that they were called by God. This is not a man-invented name. This is a God-given name. And the name Christian is a very apt name for the people of God. Because the Lord is thereby declaring that they also are anointed with that self-same Spirit with whom their Savior and their living head has been anointed. It is interesting to read in the Old Testament, in Exodus chapter 40, of the, anoint the anointing of Aaron as the high priest and then his sons as the priests under him. In the 40th chapter of the book of Exodus, we can read in verse 13, Thou shalt put upon Aaron the holy garments, and anoint him. Then in verse 15, speaking of the sons of Aaron, And thou shalt anoint them, as thou didst anoint their father, Aaron, the head of this priestly tribe, was anointed. And because he was anointed, and in union with him in his priesthood, they were anointed. So we turn to the New Testament scriptures, and we find in the book of the Acts of the Apostles, in chapter 4, and in verse 27, of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. But we note of Christ it is said, thou hast anointed him. Similarly in chapter 10, and in verse 38, Peter says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. He is our greater head than Aaron, and he was anointed. Thank God we, like the sons of Aaron, are also anointed. For 2 Corinthians 1 and 21 says, He which establisheth us uh, with uh, you in Christ, and hath anointed us, is God. Now this 
unction, this anointing, I think is well explained when you look through the Old Testament Scriptures. It is interesting that in the Old Testament, the primary reference of all the anointings is to typify the Lord Jesus Christ and the anointing which he received. We have read of the anointing of Aaron, the high priest. That points to the anointing of Christ as our high priest. In 1 Samuel 16 and verse 1, and later in 12 and 13 of the same chapter, we have the anointing of David as the king. And it points forward to the anointing of Christ, not only as our priest, but as our king. And then in 1 Kings 19 and verse 16, we have Elijah anointing Elisha. Here is the anointing of the prophet, and it points forward to the anointing of Christ as our prophet. Here we have a beautiful picture of our totally complete mediator, the one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. He is our anointed prophet. He is our anointed priest. He is our anointed king. He has the anointing of God as the prophet to come with full authority to declare unto us by his word and spirit the will of God for our salvation. He has the anointing of God as priest that he should come and offer himself a spotless sacrifice unto God to make atonement for the sins of his people and then to enter into the holiest of all, carrying the blood of atonement to intercede on behalf of his blood-bought church. Thank God he is our anointed king in order that he may be the great commander of his people, that he may be the great leader, the one who goes before in victory, subduing unto himself every power of heaven, earth, and hell to bring all things to his feet for the glory of his Father and for the good of his redeemed church. So here in the anointings of the Old Testament, we have a picture of our anointed mediator as prophet, priest, and king. We have read that he was anointed by the Father, uh, pouring the Spirit upon him as the oil was poured upon the head of the prophet, priest, and king in the Old Testament. A proof of his divine commission, of his divine office, and of his divine authority. Now then, in the light of all that, it becomes highly significant that we, his people, are anointed with the same Spirit. I think we could even say that the anointing which was poured upon our living head flows from him to all the body so that in union with Christ we receive of the same Spirit as God the Father poured out upon his Son. Therefore, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 1.21 that God hath anointed us and in the words of our text we have an unction or an anointing, as verse 
27 puts it. Now this unction of the Holy Ghost, I think that it's something that's largely misunderstood. Uh, we have come to take unction to mean the ability to speak with persuasive power, to have dynamic power uh, for service. Now, I'm not going for a moment to underestimate the need and the reality of the power of the Spirit of God for service. I will be coming to that in due course. But I think that in the unction there are lessons which are largely overlooked. This unction belongs to every Christian. It is not just something that preachers have or apostles have. There is the unction, the anointing of the Spirit, and it is given to every Christian. Without this, you cannot be saved. This is, in many ways, though not in all its lessons, it is in many ways equivalent to the baptism by the Spirit into the body of Christ. It is something that takes place at regeneration. And it is something that God gives to every Christian, therefore. Today I want us to think then upon the effects of the unction of the Spirit of God upon the people of God. I want us to pay attention to the lessons that are involved in this statement, ye have an unction from the Holy One. I take the Holy One here to be Christ Himself. And the unction answering to the oil in the Old Testament is the Spirit of God. When Christ was anointed, we read He was anointed with the Holy Ghost. When we receive an anointing from the Lord Jesus Christ, we receive the anointing with the Holy Ghost. So, I want us to think then on the effects of this unction of the Spirit upon the people of God. listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We're here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. If you wish, you may call us at 1-864-244-2408. That's 1-864-244-2408. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. Music.